Okay, so oftentimes we're told, reminded, and educated on walking in the Holy Spirit, fulfillment, and even being a Christian. To be educated in these things isn't enough. We hear people say, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But they have no prayer life. The Holy Spirit is it in them. Sometimes the most difficult thing to overcome when walking in the things of God is us. So the name of my message is Get Out the Way. Being a willing vessel to the Holy Spirit. So each Sunday we hear Pastor Keith pray before he starts teaching and he says, Lord, I decrease so that you may increase. He's getting out of the way. Um, the first thing that we, well, one of the things that we must do in order to be a willing vessel is we have to have a prayer life. Prayer is a conversation with God. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And then let's go to Jeremiah 29, 12. It says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. So prayer is an intimate time with God where we openly talk to the only person who knows us inside out. So I remember one time we were um, on Girl Talk. This was several months ago. And um, I think Z was the one talking. But um, she talked about the importance of prayer. And um, one of the things that we talked about was how a lot of us pray in the bed on our way to sleep. So um, I was the person that did that a lot. Like, okay, I'll lay here and pray, say my prayers. But it would start with me saying, thank you, God, for this day that you've allowed me to receive. And I thank you for everything. <laughs> and I'm asleep. So no prayers happen. So um, during that same girl talk, we talked about the importance of actually getting on our knees and praying to God as opposed to laying on the bed and praying to God. So I just think it's a lot more, well, I know it's a lot more effective when we're able to get on our knees, lift our hands up as opposed to laying in the bed and essentially falling asleep. Um, Pastor Mel talked to me a while ago about interceding. And we were talking about something and she was like, um, well, have you interceded about this? And I'm thinking, well, I prayed about it. She said, no, but have you interceded for this person? Like, have you really prayed for this person harder? I guess she used the word similar to harder. And I was like, I mean, no, I don't think so. And she was like, well, 
I need you to intercede on their behalf. I need you to really go before God and really pray for them. So I was like, okay. So for about three days, I prayed for this person. And I prayed for them for three things. And I called those things out every single time I prayed for this person. So after the third day, me and this person were having a conversation. And they were talking. And the first thing that came out of their mouth was, God spoke to my heart. And he dealt with me on thing one that I was interceding about, thing two that I was interceding about, and thing three that I was interceding about. This person knew nothing about the interceding. I just knew that I was doing it. So immediate, almost immediately, they got it, and they came and brought it to me and told me that they had it. So that's the importance of interceding. Um, another important thing that we must do in order to be willing vessels is fast. Fasting humbles us, and it shifts our focus it shifts our focus from our own desires to the desires of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 7, 5. It says, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and praying and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So... Like I said, I'm speaking on getting out of the way. So about a year ago, Ray and I did a 14-day fast. And the pastors had talked to us about it, and we did a 14-day fast. And we talked about what we were going to seek God for in this fast. We talked about what this fast was going to be. So in a minute, I'll tell you how we got in the way. But we, we sought God, and we said, this is what we're going to look for. This is what we're going to need him to say to us. So it was 14 days, no contact whatsoever. So day seven, we come to church. And we hadn't talked to each other for the first six days. So day seven comes, and I walk into the sanctuary. And Ray is sitting over there, um, and 915 class is ending. So I walk into the sanctuary for the 1030 service and I sit probably on the back row and Marcus says so I'm like what he said race over there so service was about to end so um, at the end of service I get up and I walk over there and I say let's just sit together because everybody's going to tell us we need to be to sitting together but we got in the way because the fast was 14 days, no contact. So this was Father's Day last year. And if y'all remember, there was a food truck outside. So y'all remember that? So that was in the middle of our fast. So <laughs> we, and remind, mind you, Ray wasn't eating anything. Um, and I think I had, <laughs> and I think I, I limited certain things, but I don't remember exactly what I didn't do. Um, so we were out there talking, and um, remind you, we're fasting from each other. We're out there talking. Um, so we're out there talking and um, mingling with one another, 
and then it's time for me to go. But he's continuing to try to have the conversation. And um, it's been six days, so he's conversing with me. Well, we're conversing with each other. So we walk to the car, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> one more week of this. And I get ready to drive, and he calls me. I'm like, he know we ain't supposed to be talking no more. So he calls me, and he says, let's pray at the same time until the fast is over. I think we should be praying at the same time. So I said, okay. For the rest of the fast, we talked every day except for one. We got in the way. So yes, the fast was powerful. Yes, we heard from God. But we probably could have gotten more if we didn't get in the way. And we got in the way. We did what we wanted to do. We put our hands on it like Jamal was talking about last night. We manipulated what we told God we were going to do. And we made it our own fast. Next thing we should do is take the time to minister. Let's go to Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So sometimes the God in us is the only God that non-believers see. So if we're not ministering to those that are not in Christ, then how are we being willing vessels? It is our responsibility as Christians to be free enough in him to share our testimonies. When we allow ourselves to get out of the way, we openly discuss when, where, we were, where we were and where God took us and is taking us. Remember that once you've been delivered from something, Nobody can hold it over your head. So I'm thinking about Tanya and Ed last night. It was powerful, but it was powerful because it was so transparent. But it touched a lot of us. We may not have been dealing with the same things that they spoke about, but it still touched us because of their transparency, because we all know that we're all dealing with things. So his transparency, well, their transparency helped all of us. Don't hold on to your testimony to save face. It's, o- it's okay to freely speak of God's goodness. Another thing we should do is worship. Worship is a Christian's way to give thanks. Psalms 95.6 says, Come bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Worship is defined as showing reverence and adoration. Worship shows the Lord gratefulness. I've learned that worshiping, even when it doesn't feel good, helps me to press into God and focus on what overcoming that season that I'm in looks like. So when I first came to Ayers, we used to sit on that side. And we used to sit in the back, like close to the back. And everybody, I used to see everybody coming in, and they were just so freely worshiping and freely lifting their hands. And I would just kind of be like, these people really love Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be like, okay, you know, I love Jesus too, but I don't need to show it to them. I don't know them. So I was just kind of closed. And I remember one of the first times I came, um, the praise team sung a song that I like. 
but I still wouldn't stand up. I was just kind of like, mm, I like that song. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't lift my hands. I, wouldn't, I wasn't vulnerable. I, I wasn't freely worshiping because I was worried about, like, I don't know these people. I don't know what they're going to say to me. I don't know who's going to look at me. I ain't worshiping in here. Um, so, of course, I don't do that anymore. So I'm going to talk about my two One Night with the King experiences. So the first time I came, I was, like, maybe a month in, maybe two. And me and Siobhan, this girl comes up to me and she says, you've been coming with Ray. I'm Siobhan. Come on, let's go sit down. And I'm looking like, who is this girl? <laughs> and um, so we start talking. And um, for the rest of One Night with the King, we were pretty much talking. But like when we came over to this side, I was like, OK, I don't know what these people doing, but I don't want to be a part of it. So I was just kind of going through the motions. I wasn't open. Like, it was like I was just here. So this past year, I went to one night with the king. <laughs> Man, it was powerful, but it was powerful because I allowed it to be powerful. Um, I can't even explain it. Like everything, like as soon as I walked into the sanctuary, it was like, okay, let's go. It's time to get something. I was open. I was ready from the foot washing to the prayer. Listen, I say this every time I grab this mic, but whatever God told Pastor Keith to say on that thing that we had to listen to, when we, it was prophetic. Like, it was on point, and I, listen, I still listen to it all the time. Like, yes. So, but we have to um, be open to worship. <sighs> so the next one is humility. <laughs> I don't like talking about this one. So you got to be able to be corrected. The willingness to be corrected is hard for me. Um coming to this church and being in a relationship and being in counseling, it taught me humility because I'm like, oh, they're going to talk about me too. So <laughs> I remember one time we were coming to counseling with the pastors, and I had this list ready of stuff to tell them about Ray. I was like, he did this, he did this, get him, y'all. He did this. He did this, and this don't make no sense either. That whole session was about me. I said, how do we make this about me? And so now, like, when I go through certain things or when I'm discussing certain things with him, I hear Pastor Keith quickly say, all right, Potenza, so what are you playing off of? Because this ain't God. And he checked me with that so much, and I just be, I'm, I'm, just sitting there like, no, you were supposed to check him, not me. Like, this isn't about me. Um, and, of course, I hear Pastor Mel say, so I hear what you're saying, but is that what God said? <laughs> so, like, that was hard for me. Um, okay, so before I came to Ayers, I watched every episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Every <laughs> single one of them. I ain't going to lie, I did. 
And I justified it by saying, Christians like trashy TV too. <laughs> I know, that sounds crazy. But I was like, I can watch my trashy TV and still be a Christian. I don't understand why you're telling me I can't. Um, but we heard several teachings that taught, like, no, you can't. Um, you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and fill your spirit with trash. It doesn't work like that. So I had to learn. Um, James 4, 6 says, but he gives us more grace. This is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. It's telling us to get out of the way. Next thing we have to do, I feel like I'm moving so fast. Next thing we have to do, we've got to trust God. So for a long time, I struggled with this because I felt like I had it. I didn't need his help. I had it. So this school year for Kenzie has probably been the hardest school year ever. Like, she would come home crying like, Mom, I just don't get it. And I got this test, and I'm nervous. and. She was even, like, walking around the house on edge. Like, Ray would call her name, and she would just jump out of her seat, like, fly out of her seat. And we were like, what's wrong? So I started putting a name on it. Like, this is anxiety. We need to do something about this. This is anxiety. And um, I remember telling Ray, I'm going to put Kenzie in counseling. And he got real quiet. And I was like, why he ain't supporting me? I want to put her in counseling. Yes, I'm a counselor, but I'm her mom, so I can't counsel my daughter. So he was like, well, why can't you tell the pastors? I said, they can't help her with anxiety. She need to go to a therapist. So we go back and forth about it, and I'll just call it a heated discussion. And we talked about it, and... We went back and forth, and it continued. The anxiety continued. I kept calling it anxiety. And so one day we were discussing it, and when Ray confronts you about something or he sees that you're walking in something that's not of God, he, like, calls it out, and he don't care how he say it. He's just going to tell you. So we were talking about it, and he looked up at me, and he said, you don't trust God. So, um, I was like, yes, I do. What do you mean? I trust God. And he just looked at me like, okay, I said what I said. You don't trust God. And so, um, he was like, let's pray about it. Well, he asked me had I prayed about it. If I'm honest, I had prayed about it, but I didn't trust that prayer. So there's a difference. I prayed about it, but I was still doubting. I prayed about it, but I was still like, she ain't going to overcome this. So the prayer didn't really have any power because it was filled with doubt. It, wasn't, it was filled with me and none of the Holy Spirit. So we prayed about it. Before I tell you the story. Let's go to James 1 6. 
But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So we prayed about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this prayer. But if she keep walking around here anxious, we going to therapy. So I remember Ray pray. I think, I don't remember which one of us prayed, but I remember praying about it. And so shortly after that prayer, because she had been so anxious about tests. She had been anxious about homework. She had been anxious in the house. If she heard one of our voices, like, she was so anxious. She was scared about everything. She was nervous about everything. So shortly after this prayer, she has a test. And I'm like, all right, you got this. And she's like, okay. So she was, she was all right. And um, I started noticing that her anxiety at home was decreasing too. And I was like, oh, okay. So we get to EOGs. May 29th and 30th this year. She wakes up. Before she goes to school, we pray that she won't have any anxiety because I was feeling like test anxiety was big for her. So we pray that she doesn't have any test anxiety and that everything that she needs from that test, she'll flourish. So I remember riding to work, and I wasn't nervous. I was like, she got this. I felt like she was a little nervous, but I was confident for her. And I, I trusted God. I didn't doubt that she was going to come through. She was going to do what she had to do. So when I s talked to her that afternoon, I said, how was the test? She said, I wasn't nervous, but it was long and the stories were boring. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I still was trusting God. I still was like, God, you got this. So the next day, she took the math. She ran off the bus, and she was like, it was easy. So I was like, yeah. So we got those English EOG scores today. She got a four. So, but I trusted God. I wasn't nervous. I knew she had it, and she got it. We got to seek godly counsel. Yesterday, Shawan said, no, Monday, Shawan said, God is taking us somewhere. And where he's trying to take us, everybody can go. So it's important that we seek friends and family that have a relationship with God. When we seek out people and their response is, girl, you better go cuss him out or girl, you, let's go fight. That's not of God. <laughs> Why are we calling them? Um, so we have to make sure that we're seeking godly counsel. Um, I know when I seek the pastors, they are, they're full of love, but they're also full of God. So the stuff that they're telling us isn't stuff they just throwing out their head, it's stuff that God is telling them to say to us. And that's important. Um, 
Proverbs 15, 12, 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. So we have to seek godly counsel. Lastly, we got to be ready to be uncomfortable. If we're not full of ourselves, we're comfortable. Well, if we are full of ourselves, we're comfortable. When we're not full of ourselves, we don't have that control. The control is God. Pastor Keith tells me all the time, you got to relinquish control, Patanza. This ain't about you. And we're not in control. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a, fu- to give you a future and a hope. So if we know that future and we have the control, what is God for? So these are the times where we have to get out the way. A big thing that we have to do um, that is very uncomfortable for all of us, we got to be obedient. (sighs) Remember that he's already got victories planned for us. But we've got to take our hands off of it. Jamal said last night, we often manipulate situations. We put our hands on the situations, but then we want what God has out of the situation. We can't have both. Either you're going to take your hands off of it and let God do his thing, or you're going to manipulate it, and you're going to do your thing, and then you're going to be back at square one because the way that you want it to happen and the way you're flowing isn't going to work. Okay, that's it.